welcome everyone to I Can Book This, episode 21. I'm your host, Fredo, joined by my co-host, Eddie, and we're here to talk about wrestling. Starting things off this week again on Monday Night Raw, Drew and Dolph finally split up on Drew McIntyre Appreciation Night. Now, it's been rumored for quite some time that Drew was going to be getting a push. So, I mean, it's not like too much of a surprise if you read the dirt sheets online, so you knew it was coming at some point. But... My question to you is, I guess now that I get a second chance at this second take, do you think this is going to be like a slow build or do you see him having a significant role at come WrestleMania time? Well, I don't know. It depends. I mean, Braun should be back by that time. Yeah. So that would be the perfect way to go about it because uh, Brock Lesnar will have a fight signed by probably January 1st. So you're a firm believer on that, on yeah. that side, that he's yeah. definitely... Yeah, his, his USADA uh, suspension is up as long as he doesn't test positive for anything, uh, literally the 1st of January. So he should have a contract signed by then. For sure, for and sure. And he's already been training. So, yeah. so, so you know it has to go to somebody else. Braun would be the smart choice, but I, with all these injuries that I've been hearing about, you know, I mean, that's just a little dangerous. To put the belt on him, he's great as just your big, you know, your monster, kind of like a cane. You know, never, never really got it, but yeah. he's a big guy that's you know dominant. So I mean, that'd be the perfect way to go about it. Put it on McIntyre. Yeah, so, the Russell, safe thing. The safe <laughs> thing. <laughs> Vince's cho- Vince's chosen one at WrestleMania with the belt. The, nah, the main I, I, one. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like I, I'm happy for Drew. Like I mean, I hope that it leads to. I want some wrestling. I want some instant shit with him. I don't want to wait till after WrestleMania for it to be his time. Like no, nah, like you obviously got the, what the TLC pay per view coming up and shit. So you got a couple more pay per views before WrestleMania. You can get all this extra shit out the way and still get Drew included into that match before you know you can still start a program before that shit just depends especially how you guys are rewriting the shows last minute these past couple weeks wondering why they're being ranked the worst shows like have you heard about that shit like apparently some of these shows are being written literally last minute before they go on air and that's why two weeks ago it was the worst raw ever type shit yeah i mean i believe it but it shows a lot definitely a lot of injuries a lot of shit's been going on so i mean I understand. Yeah, 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 we do. I, that like, I'm, I'm not gonna try to shit on creative on that one. Like, yeah, there's a lot of shit going on. Nope, you already had Roman shit book. Like, it was done. With, you know, done for. Like, he was gonna all be the way to Mania. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that's that's months of work down the toilet. Yeah, so, yeah. months of work. And so, I mean, I understand. Like, I'm not trying to shit on creative on that one. But you know, yeah, that's what happens. You know, injuries and you just not using your talent right. I guess. For me. Yeah, that's why I think the Drew thing is a smart choice. You know, I, I kind of feel bad for Dolph, but then I can't act like, you know, I changed my opinion about it. I still feel like th- he has a purpose, I guess, in wrestling, but it's not as a main champion. And when they first paired Dolph and Drew up, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? You know, D- Drew should be solo. I mean, it was a good way to call him up and call him back from injury and shit. But other than that, it's just like I would have just rather have had him just interfere in a match. <laughs> and you could have just been off to the races from that. You know what I mean? But. I mean, I'm happy for him. I really hope this shit leads to something, man. Like, I'm, I guess it sucks for the people that were fans of the tag team of Drew and Dolph, but hey, man, it is what it is, and no more dogs of war, I guess. <laughs> well, they were called that shit for like a week, right? Yeah. <laughs> a week, and it was right back to the fucking Dolph Ziggler and fucking Drew. <laughs> God damn. Uh, uh, moving on, though, uh, wanted to get your thoughts on Ambrose's new gimmick. He came out this week on his Bane shit, weird-ass brown leather jacket and this makeshift Bane mask. Uh, 
poor sound effects, you know, with the breathing techniques, at least it sounded like to me. I mean, I didn't double watch it, but when I was watching it live, it was just seeming like the shit was just taped with the Darth Vader breathing. Yeah. what do you think of it though? Do you do you think this is a step in the right direction? Because so far it's been so good with him, so that's why I'm just kind of like question mark right now. So yeah, what? How do you feel about this? I mean, I'm still kind of lost, but you know, I mean, the week before you have him fucking getting you know shots on his in, on his ass, and it's like Jesus Christ, <laughs> like what are we doing with Ambrose? Like you had a guaranteed thing being edgy. Yeah, nobody's did a promo while in the doctor getting a shot. Yeah. Just being really edgy. <laughs> but I don't get it. I mean, uh, I still have to see more of it. Like, is, was this just a one-off thing, or what is that stench? Yeah, that that promo that he did uh, last week. I think I did see that shit where he was having the handkerchief out and shit. Like at first, I'm like, what the fuck is this man on? But like afterwards, I'm like, okay. And then this week, I'm just like, uh, you kind of overdid it with the mask and coming out with your little arm security with the mask on too. Like, yeah, that was just a little overkill for me. You should have just, if we're going to do that, you should have just been the only person coming out in the mask, in my opinion. Yeah. Security, they don't smell the stench, Dean. They don't know it. You know it. You smell it. Why the fuck is your security wearing masks? I don't don't know. That's maybe I'm thinking too deep into it, but that's how I would have rolled it out if if we're going to go down that path. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you on that, though. Like, we do got to see more, but, like, hopefully there's no more Darth Vader breathing. I just I just have a, <laughs> I have a weird feeling this is going to be, like, a one-off thing. I hope. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm open to taking the ride and seeing where it goes. But if I have a choice, I would rather not. Yeah, I'd rather <laughs> not. But because, you know, Ambrose is kind of like a guaranteed thing right now. I don't mm. understand. Ever since his return, man, like I said, like, I was never interested in him. Since he's returned, you should, you turn you turn my opinion around. So I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person that you've done it to. So it's like, yeah, uh <laughs> why try to dumb them down or make people be like i hate this shit or oh that's corny you know like you should be doing everything opposite of that right now just to try to ride any momentum he has especially with the way injuries have been going you never know you never know so you got to try to make what you can with what you can when and, you can and 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 what really kind of upsets me is like you know like he's upped his ring work and he's not really having a match at all he's yeah. just on tv yeah, that's why I was saying that last week when they did the whole fucking, you know, tag shit backstage where Seth is like, or hide and go seek, I should say, where, you know, Seth was like chasing them, trying to find them the whole damn time, the whole episode. It's just like, can we get a match? But, you know, I mean, even if it's him versus somebody else, I preferably don't want to see them lock up until TLC. Yeah, yeah, preferably. <laughs> so, I mean, shit, like, come on now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as that, though, I mean, I don't know. I can't shit on it too much. I'm just like, it's kind of putting me off a little bit, though. So I just wanted to see what your take was because I don't know. You know, everybody varies with different things. So. I got, I got to see. <laughs> and then uh, you wanted to talk about Lucha House Party on Raw. Yeah, because uh, this is something I missed. So I'll let you go ahead and uh, cue it. Singles match, Scott Dawson, and then uh, forgot what which one of the Lucha House guys. But you know, I sometimes I can't tell them apart. I know there's Gold Mask and. <laughs> I think that's Lindsay, but, uh, yeah. you know, they had a singles match, and for some reason, Revival loses to the 205 Live guys. And it's like, dude, like, uh, so earlier this week, uh, somebody tweeted about, uh, you know, the Bucks should have a match with uh, the Revival. Sure enough, you know, Bucks is like, yeah, we're probably going to be able to make that happen soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we're going to, we got to have that soon. And, uh, might have not said that exactly, but you know that's the way I, 
I interpreted it. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're going to make that happen, but how would you feel about a Bucks revival match? I, I mean, they've kind of built the rivalry online, you know, like through the Being the Elite series with the whole Fuck the Revival. So it's like that would be a great payoff. I mean, it's something that a lot of us would not expect to see. I don't expect them to go to WWE. My whole tune has changed, especially with the rumors of the all elite wrestling shit. Like my whole tune has changed. I'm waiting to see. I feel like they're just, you know, working the shit out of us now. And then with their whole overkilling and overdoing of the shit and mentioning a WWE on their YouTube series is just like, yeah, I firmly believe now that because it's just too obvious. Like what wrestlers do that, you know? I mean, some wrestlers don't care. They'll say whatever. But a lot of these guys, like, they keep it secretive, man. They're not going to let you know months ahead where they're signing. So for them to be so blatant with the WWE shit, I don't see it. But to get back to the point, though, I would love to see it. Like, I think that the rivalry's been built in online for over a year or two now, I believe. I forget exactly how long it's been going. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's already there. The people that are online see it. They know about it. They're aware of it. So they're going to want to see it. So there's money there. But to go the backtrack to the, the first starting point about you talking about these guys, one of them losing in a singles matchup is one of the Lucha House Party guys. Yeah. It's, I feel that's a double-edged, that part is a double-edged sword because it's like, in a sense, you got people that will complain about, well, why the fuck you having Lucha House Party on Raw just for them to get squashed or to lose, blah, blah, blah. And then on the other side, you do this kind of matchup, it's like, why the fuck are the no flips, just fists guys losing to the flippy guys? So it's just like it's a double-edged sword. Either way you go, that match, in my opinion, shouldn't even happen unless the Revival was going to go over. Because yeah. it just diminishes their character, makes them look like not serious. You know, if you guys ain't going to let them get off on this gimmick and shit, like, then what's the point? The match shouldn't have happened then unless you guys were going to let them go over, in my opinion. Yeah, I just, now, I just didn't understand it. And yeah, you know what I mean? Like, why? What's the point in it? Yeah, you know, I mean... I don't know. One day they're going to get their time in the, sh- time in the sun. Hopefully they're Hopefully, talking about man. leaving, going to uh, all elite wrestling. To be honest, I would. we've mentioned it a couple times on a couple different episodes, but uh, these the, this is another example, and there are another group of people, these two, Dash and Dawson. I would not be against them going back to NXT, especially with Triple H, how he said he's at the point where people might be coming back to NXT, staying in NXT, never getting called up. I would not be against them going back because it's like you're not getting treated right on the main roster. No. You guys were gold on, on NXT, so there's new tag teams there that you can mix it up. Quite honest. like So it's just like, yeah, I wouldn't be against them going back whatsoever, but they need something because they're a great tag team. And basically I feel like WWE is going to wait for one of these guys to blow their wheel and this shit can't get repaired. And it's like, oh, yeah, now it's over with. Then the other guy is going to get a weak-ass singles run or something. You know, like, no, take advantage, man. Like, I feel like they put their time in. They've, they've showed, they've done more than anything to show you guys. Like, this is what we're capable of. We can get over as heels, and they're great heels. I don't want to see them as faces either. <laughs> Got to say that. Definitely don't want to see them as faces. But, yeah, man, with them losing a Lucha House Party, that shit doesn't really make sense to me. But when you get onto the subject of a Bucks versus Revival match, it's like that shit can go either way, in my opinion. Of course, everybody's going to want the Bucks to win. Of course, everyone's going to. But the possibility and the type of transitions and just just sequences we can get out of those two teams would probably be pretty dope, man. That could be potentially a fucking match of the year candidate from a tag team standpoint. 
So it's just like, yeah, that that's money. I mean, if they do decide to go to WWE at some point in the near future, hopefully we do get that match and, you know, fuck. <laughs> I don't care if it's on Raw or SmackDown. I mean, shit, or it could be a pay-per-view. I don't care either or, but, like, let us get something. Something from that. But uh, switching on to SmackDown Live, trying to fill out this new Daniel Bryan character. <laughs> I'm not against him being healed. It's very refreshing, you know, to not see the yes shit. And he's making it very clear, as he did this past Tuesday, that that whole yes movement's dead. This is the new Daniel Bryan and shit. Um, I, for one, am happy about it. I mean, it kind of, I was against him winning the belt in the fashion that he won it, you know, weeks ago. But, like, now as time's been going on, like, I'm not mad at the character development we've had over these weeks. And and you can and I think it's safe to say you can tell that he's enjoying doing this heel role shit, which makes it even better when they actually want to play the role that they're playing. Because you could tell when a motherfucker doesn't want to be a face. You could tell when a motherfucker doesn't want to be a heel. So when they want to actually do the role, it makes it even that much better. So I mean, I wanted to uh, see what, if you had anything to say about it. Like, is there anything that you're liking? Anything that you want him to do or improve on? Or do you think he's just got his own bag in his own bag right now? I, I definitely agree with you. It looks like he's enjoying his role. Um, I'm just happy to see the strap on him. If 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 anybody was going to take the strap off him, wasn't it going to be Daniel? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I got to keep Shinsuke? it. At one point, the only person, well, I mean, there was that time until the low blow shit started happening. Then yeah. I was off that. But besides Shinsuke, the only person that I personally wanted to take the belt off him for a brief moment, it was Andrade, man. That, that man was hot when he came on the SmackDown. <laughs> he was putting on fucking five-star matches down there. I'm like, yeah, buddy might need the strap, man. He might need the strap from AJ. But obviously, he he cooled off and, you know, things went the other way. I, I, don't, I don't know if I can say he cooled off. I mean, yeah, he's not winning like he was, but. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Creative-wise, they, they stopped. Whatever push or momentum he had going, they're like, yeah. let's simmer this shit down. Yeah. He's getting yeah, over a little too much. <laughs> So I mean, but yeah, I mean, he's still he's still phenomenal, and he's man such a turnaround. But uh, yeah, I gotta agree though. Like yeah, in the grand scheme of things, I guess because for some reason, man, I don't know if WWE is ever gonna pull the trigger on Joe. As many title matches that they had against each other and shit, you know, I just never felt that Joe was gonna win it for like for real, for real. Oh, maybe he might get this one because you know. He's been getting over on him these, you know, these past couple of weeks. But, like, yeah, other than that, it's like you pretty much were reassured AJ was going to win, especially with the game coming out and him being on the cover. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. Hopefully, so Daniel Bryan, yeah, he's the only one that really makes sense, I guess. You didn't expect it. You didn't see the heel turn coming. So I guess it made all great for great storyline. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess just to expand on, you know, definitely with the Daniel Bryan, we agree. But just to expand on, on Samoa lately, it's like, I don't know, it's kind of getting frustrating. Like, you know, he still has his dope moments. Like, you know, he can talk, do you know, do his thing. It's just... Great talker. You know, like, last pay-per-view, you had him going out to one Claymore. You're never you're never going to... If you're not going to give him the strap on SmackDown, you're never going to give it to him on Raw. So, what are we doing with Joe? Like, is he just an enhancement talent? I, I think he's better than that. It feels like they're trying, like, and I don't mean this in this respect, but it's like they're trying to treat him like, you know, the fucking main roster Cassius Ono type shit. We'll give you some decent feuds, but you're going to be putting the other guy over, though. Yeah. That's it. And and it's like, that's disrespectful to Joe because, like, I mean, with all the praise that you give AJ, you got to give the same praise to Joe, man. They have the same path damn near, and I would like to say Joe's is a little more tenured, I would like to say. 
because Joe was kind of like hot, like, you know, this, I'm talking after the WWE shit when he was like whatever velocity or whatever jacked or whatever show he was doing for WWF at the time, you know, a little mid card shit with the blonde hair. After that, when he actually was in TNA, well, when it was NWA TNA, when it first started, like he was pretty much like a fan favorite. So him like AJ, they, yeah. Then you got the ring of honor shit. And then other little things that he's done, like he's he's had classic matches, you know. What I mean, shit, he had a classic match with CM Punk and shit. So it's like, yeah, kind of got to respect him the same way as AJ, man. So for you guys not to do it, it just, it just, and then now we're at this Jeff Hardy shit. Don't get me wrong, he's been coming with the super fire promos on Jeff Ass. I'm just like, yo, what are they on, man? Like, we get it, we all know Jeff as his shit, but like, why are we even rehashing this right now? Jeff, it seems he's been out the news, man. He's just been cooling, doing his job, and like, no, let's remind the world that you're a fucking alcoholic. You might not wake up if you have 14 of these. <laughs> like, this nigga's wildin', bro. Like, that's why I'm just like, man, poor Jeff. I mean, obviously he's cool with it. He wouldn't fucking, you know, be a cosign on it. But I'm just like, yeah, Joe's been coming with the super fire promos lately. Yeah, yeah, I just, you know, I just, I just want more for Joe. You know? Yeah, I want more for him than just to be that guy that can just be a great talker and have mediocre feuds, you know. Like can't, he needs can't tell me Joe wouldn't look good with a fucking intercontinental strap on his shoulder. Even that, man. Shit, even the U.S., it doesn't have, I'm not a greedy person. It doesn't have to be the main championship, but he needs something. He's been naked for quite some time. He's been naked since he's came up from NXT. As soon as they brought him in, they sold out and merged. What else do you need to see, Vince? <laughs> what else, Vince, do you what, need to what see? Else? What else do you need, man? I, I don't know. I don't know. Nobody get nobody has your brain but you. Uh, then the other thing I wanted to talk about, because to me, like I told you off, Mike, not too much stuff grabbed me, grabbed my attention this week from SmackDown. I mean, Raw and SmackDown have been severely slacking these past couple weeks. I don't want to just sit there and be like, oh, the last minute write-offs or write-ups, you know, whatever. And then, yeah, the injuries and shit, but it's like, come on, man. Two weeks, one week, was I mean, obviously, this is not as bad as two weeks ago, but this week was kind of pretty bad. Yeah. So, but yeah, so with that being said, the only other thing I wanted to talk about on SmackDown this week was uh, your thoughts on Asuka being added to the first ever women's TLC match between Charlotte and Becky. Uh, She's earned it. She is right now the best female wrestler on the main roster i feel uh yeah it's gonna be a dope fucking match i'm excited for it like oscar brings a totally different element to that to that wrestling match and like she told becky this week you beat charlotte you never beat me so it's like yeah there's that whole different angle right there it's like yeah yeah her and charlotte had their shit it was dope i like it yeah but yeah becky you don't know what she's coming with you never experienced that shit so it's like, yeah, I just hope they don't use her as the fall guy or girl in this situation, you know? Yeah, definitely. Just to keep their feud going and shit so they can stretch it out to Mania so one of them can get to Ronda and shit. Like, I really <laughs> hope they don't do that shit. Man. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind fucking Asuka going to Raw just to fuck with uh, Ronda. Yeah, at this point, since they normalized her and fucking, you know, took that whole mystique away from her, might as well. It doesn't matter. To me now, it doesn't matter what the fucking outcome is. Hopefully, they just have a good match. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I'm at with it, because I remember in the beginning of this podcast series, I was like, they better not let fucking Asuka just cut, get called up to lose the fucking Ronda type shit, blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm like, eh, as long as it's a good match, I'll yeah, be happy. Yeah, so as long <laughs> as she's in a main main match, I'm happy with it. Like, 
fuck, man. She deserves so much better. <laughs> she really does, man. And like I said weeks ago, like it's really fucked up if that rumor's true. And I got to say again, if the rumor is true that her not being able to speak so so good English is the reason why she's not getting the push. That would be really fucked up because ring work speaks for itself, man. That's a universal language. So it's, it shouldn't matter how she sounds on the mic. Everyone's not a great talker. And I would like to see some of you fucking Americans go to Japan and fucking speak Japanese and try to learn shit within a couple months and then try to fucking go on their stage and speak that shit. I guarantee it would be the same thing. So it's like, let's even the playing field, you know? Yeah. It's foreign to them, just like it would be foreign to us, you know? Goddamn, can we get her a fucking manager? Like Something, if that's the case even. Get her a manager if you guys feel that damn strongly about her speaking. Then get someone to talk for her then because the ring work is there. Because I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. I'm waiting. Man, there's so many future matches with some of the girls on the NXT roster with Asuka that I'm excited for. Yeah. A stupid amount of matches. I can't she, wait. She was we, there I at a weird time. You know, like she obviously missed the, you know, Charlotte, Becky train you know she got to get her hands on bailey and shit she you know she never got her hands on sasha so she missed those three and then she was there got to go but now she missed the, the Shayna baszlers she's done missed you know the lacey evans the bianca belairs like so yeah there's so much future shit that's gonna end up happening it's it's gonna be dope there's a lot of great potential matchups just, that's what man i her or Kyrie. Shit, let's get a triple threat going. Triple threat. <laughs> Fuck it. If we got that triple threat, bro, I swear to God, that'd probably be the match of the year. Yeah, because, yeah, they would have no choice. They would have no fucking choice but to do everything in their power. <laughs> to to literally tear the house down. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. So, other than that, the consensus is you're cool with it, glad for it, right, about her being at it? Yeah, it was best possible move. All right, same here, so at least we're in agreement with that. Switching over to 205 Live on Wednesday. The only thing I want to speak on on that, other than that, 205 Live, got to say that first and uh, foremost. Nothing against 205 Live. It's just it's becoming a point where you're getting the same type of matchups and you know what to expect. And when you do go double back and check, like, oh, maybe it was better than what I was expecting. Nah, it's good. But it's not like, damn, you know, super mind-blowing. So, you know, the only thing I really wanted to talk about was a character which is um, the returning Ar- Ar- Arya Davari. Yeah. Last week, was it, he uh, decided to side with Hideo Hitami. Yeah. Which was just really confusing to me because I, I don't know whatever happened to the Tozawa and Hideo Hitami tag team because I'm like, okay, that makes more sense to me. I mean. I got broke up right away. Really quick, and that was seemed like a smart move. I don't know why they did that, but, you know, fast forward all this time. And now he's going to pair himself with uh, with Arya. And then he, you know, he's dressing, you know, differently now. He's just wearing like a fucking Miami type shirt, fucking a Chico shirt. And, you know, and the, okay, I get it. He's more ruthless. But like, what do you feel about compared to what we've seen in the Cruiserweight Classic and up until he got injured on 205 Live and comparing it to what he's coming back as now? Uh, what is your opinion on this new Arya Davari? Like, do you like this new character? Do you like the idea of him teaming up with Hideo? Uh, shit, even the ring gear. Are you cool with him just wearing pants and a fucking Dago to the ring and shit? Like, are you cool with that? Or, like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, what's your take? Kind of, he looks kind of swole, so I guess it works. Yeah. Like, for him, like, I don't know. He looked, he looked kind of crucial for a 205 Live wrestler, like, actually swole, and it was clotheslining the shit out of Buddy for yes. no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy was. <laughs> Buddy, Buddy walked away from there like, yeah, I got whiplash. 
fucking lariated me fucking ten times. Right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy with it. Like, hey, you know, he came up and said, I respect you. And that's how you start a friendship. Right there, folks. To me, I hate when, like, well, from, I'm going to speak for myself right now. It, I hate when these kind of situations happen because it's it's just like, I take it as, okay, they have no space for him to be in any type of title contention right now. So they're just going to form a makeshift tag team so they can do some side shit just to keep him on TV. And it becomes obvious in certain situations. And to me, this is one of those situations where, like, yeah, that's solely the reason. That's solely the reason. Maybe eventually somebody's going to turn on, one of them's going to turn on each other, and then when there's some space for one of them, then they can do that shit. Maybe he might get the chance. But right now you got Nice, you got basically Mustafa and Cedric still looming, you got Leo in the cut. Like So it's like, yeah, I, I think that's more the reason why they're doing it. I could be wrong, but, I mean, just in my opinion, I think that's why. I just hate when it feels like that's the obvious reason instead of just like, yeah, they're – yeah, I can see this team working or why it would work or why they would come together. Like, no, there's nothing in this situation that makes me understand why they came together or why do you respect Tadeo? I, I mean, give me a reason. We should have maybe got an interview or, you know, something. Something. Just to elaborate a little more. Trust me, obviously, there's still more time to do it. But, yeah. I mean, sometimes you just got to get ahead of things a little bit to clarify because you're going to leave people scratching their heads on shit. Because everyone's attention span ain't the same. Some people might be, you ain't give it to me in the first night. I'm not interested. What is this? Why? <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. That's all I could really say about that. Uh, before we switched, was there anything that you wanted to mention that stood out to you on 205 Live before we switched? Uh, I mean, you know, the tornado tag was pretty decent. Like, you know, nothing wrong with it. But, you know, it's, I what i expected right when you, you get know. a lucha house party match you if, pretty much if, know what if, you're gonna get if a lucha house party guy can go on fucking raw and beat scott dawson then i'm guessing that they can beat <laughs> fucking anybody in 205 live right right though so you guys are pushing them apparently i don't understand it but merch out the ass bro they're gonna start selling pinatas bro you right now they're probably getting their shit from walmart but <laughs> wwe sees kids wanting this shit enough i'm pretty sure they're gonna start making some damn pinatas it's funny yeah, uh, I, I the funniest thing I saw this week though was the one of the Lucha House Party player, you know, like the pinata. It's a fucking Fortnite llama, and I'm like, if you guys are smart, you guys might want to make those into some skins. Yeah, you like yeah, approach the company, <laughs> approach the company. If, That's if you funny. were if you were smart about it, get your cut. You know, you got you guys are gonna get more looks, obviously, off of Fortnite. So I mean, man, you know, make make a little deal real quick if you were smart. Undertaker skin, fucking Kane skin. People are, uh, yeah, people will buy that shit, and you know, that's just more money for both people. Yep. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure a good percentage of Fortnite players watch wrestling. Oh, I'm guaranteed. So it's just like, yeah, you guys got to venture outside your own bubble, WWE. You can't be against everything and think every treat everything as a fucking op just cuz it's not, you know, made by you. It's you got to have business relationships with other people. That'd be a big one. Uh, but babe, you know, you know, I'm not hired by any wrestling company. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> then I guess switching over to NXT, Matt Riddle versus the debuting Punishment Martinez. Now, I really wanted to get your opinion about this shit because when I read the taping results and I texted you about that shit, I was just, like, really baffled and, like, a little annoyed because it's just, like, 
the way it played out. But before I even say what I'm going to say, I'm going to let you take the wheel on this one because I really want to see what you feel about this shit. I just realized I should have pulled out the stopwatch because I swear to fucking God that match is way too short. It felt very short, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I should have fucking stopwatched that shit too because uh, it felt very short. It was a good match. I can't say great. I need to see a little bit more. Yeah. But um, it, it was a good match. Hey, hey I'm not going to lie, man. I'm happy to see Punishment in NXT. So, like, man, shout out to you, dude. Like, He has a good look. I've, 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 I've been seeing your name around for longest and... Just recently, before you signed, I you know got caught up on you, and I was like, "Yeah, I think I fuck with him. I think I think he'll 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 make it to the WWE one day." And then randomly, you signed. I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" Like, all right, cool. I don't know. I mean, uh, but the match wise, I mean, besides it being quick, what did you think? Uh pun- punishment looked looked pretty strong. Definitely didn't look totally weak. Yeah, definitely. You know, riddle riddle. You know, uh Riddle kind of definitely got him in that lock and uh, definitely kind of pumped on it when he, when he tapped. Like, yeah, he yeah. kind of cranked you, like, neck cranked you real quick. That's a, that's actual submission. So, like, yeah, he, he cranked yeah. it real quick the on you. feeling that you're not just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, play. No, you tapped for real. No. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I mean, for me, it was just too short. I got to see more, just like you said. Like, please, can we get a rematch? Just, I don't know why, like, when I've seen him make his entrance, I'm just like, can we, I need to see at least one match with him and Aleister Black for some reason. I don't know why. And mind you, this is coming from someone that doesn't have a bunch of knowledge about matches of him. I'm just like, I think just seeing the way he came out, I'm like, yeah, with the with, with his trons and shit. Not that he's on the same type of shit as Aleister, but, I mean, it's just some dark shit in a sense. So I'm like, yo, I, I kind of want to see that. Yeah. Hopefully we get to So... I think that's the music we were talking off, you know, off uh, mic before that. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think that's the fucking walkout music that okay. I liked. I was like, this shit's dope. Like, right, they actually yeah. know what they're doing. Okay, yeah, you, okay, that's that, the one. That's but, why at first I was like, I know it's not from NXT UK, man, because I don't know who the fuck they got making those themes over there, <laughs> boy. But, y'all, I don't even really mess with the CFOs like that because I'm kind of salty how they got Jim Johnston up out there, you know, the guy that made all our classic themes and shit. They just basically stole his job so i mean i really don't rock with them off of that but i mean uh them themes sound basic as fuck but yeah then you go to nxt like everybody gets a fucking fire fucking theme from from nxt that's why i'm just like except for keith lee i think keith lee might have the weakest one out of all the newest debuting guys i'm not a fan of it i mean obviously he rocks with it you fucking picked it (laughs) so i mean but like yeah out of all the new newcomers i think keith lee got the weakest shit but, they didn't really know Keith Lee. They had to have known Matt Riddle because he, uh, he probably got the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 At first, when I got to admit, when I first heard it, I was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, fake Dre knockoff shit. Like, they were trying their artists to, like, try to do some Dre shit. And then the, I think the song is called Still B.R.O. or some shit like that. That's why I'm just like, yeah. And then it kind of grew on me, though. So I'm like, all right, I fuck with it. I fuck with it. Uh uh, really quick, I wanted to get your thoughts on the Forgotten Sons. Do you think that this is a group that has any potential, or do you think they're just another heavy machinery street profits type deal? I'm gonna be honest, man. I've seen them a couple times. I still don't know their names, each of their names. I really don't. Um, I just know dude I, that used to be a uh, Buddy Murphy's tag partner, Wesley Blake. That's okay, the yeah. only person I know for real, for real. Yeah, I I didn't know who they were. I mean, 
I mean, they're, I mean, they're not bad or anything. I'm not like, I'm not, I'm definitely not trying to shit on them. Like they're like, they suck or anything. Like, no, I mean, they're not, they, you know, they're, I they had one good match. I forget yeah. who it was. It was after one of them had a mask on. Cause they, I think they got their nose broken or some shit like that. They had wrestled a match the next week and one of them had a mask on face mask and they wrestled some other tag team, but that wasn't pretty bad, but I haven't seen too much after that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I just have to see more, you know, just see more. Yeah, you know, maybe see him in a dusty classic. See how they really, see how they really work. You know, we'll see. I mean, only time will tell for me. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I just wanted to get your opinion on it real quick. Uh, the next match that I wanted to talk about: Dakota Kai versus Shayna Baszler. I I just gotta say, starting off, it was just refreshing and good to see a different Dakota facing Shayna. Besides, like I said before, the whole fucking scared dog type thing you know where she was just fucking petrified of Shayna so it's good that she was actually being aggressive she was actually she actually kicked the fuck out of Shayna at one point before she did the like she was on the ground and shit like yeah she she was she was giving it to her a little bit so like all in all I gotta say I dug the match like I liked it I don't know if I can say it's my match of the week but like I really liked the match though like I really liked it yeah uh definitely not my match of the week but I definitely think that uh Shayna, Shayna looked look like she, you know, she was going to fuck up her arm, and then she got out of it and got a roll-up out of it. So I was like, yeah, you know, she actually does look like she got some defense in now. Well, not totally scared. Um, yeah, she definitely booed her in the, in the corner. <laughs> Pretty nasty. Yeah. I, I, I like her little finisher, like how she goes at an angle to just make sure she gets you right. So, I mean, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, Dakota Kai is growing on me. Uh, hopefully she really does her thing in NXT UK. Yeah. That's where I, that's where I need to see her flourish. You know, she's not going to flourish on NXT, unfortunately. Yeah, she doesn't need the regular NXT now. She could go be a star, one of the main stars of the UK. So, I mean, some people got to move around, man. But more on that in a minute. And then uh, the last uh, topic for the NXT, Aleister Black's going to get his rematch at TakeOver Phoenix against Ciampa. And he's going to face Gargano again. Now, this is just off the top of my head, but do you think this is possibly going to be a setup to give us the fucking triple threat that we didn't get? Because, like, Aleister Black told his ass, like, I already, you know, forgave you of your sins. Like, I'm done with you, more or less. Gargano wants more. Ciampa fucking basically got them into their heads to get them to do the steel cage match. But do you feel like this is just a way to get us into the fucking triple threat that we never got? Yeah. Man, I don't want to see that shit, man. I'm just, I'm over this yeah, shit. Yeah, but I know we didn't want to see a lot of this shit that happened, but it was still fucking dope, okay? We didn't want to see it, but it happened. I don't want to see Gargano get the championship now, and because then it's just going to continue with Ciampa being in the picture, and I definitely don't want to see Ciampa fucking retain. And I don't think they're going to let Aleister Black get it back. I don't think. Once again, I don't have no fucking insiders. It's just one guy's opinion. But it's just like, yeah, I just think that's where it's going to fucking go. And that's that sucks to me. Like, that makes me not fucking want to be interested in that whole damn storyline. Like, and, and it's the main belt. So you kind of got to be. So it's just kind of like, damn, man. Like, could we just avoid this shit? Just make the triple threat. We don't need the fucking steel cage match then. We don't need it. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, I'm fine with it. Like, it's whatever, man. Let's just finish this out. Get the last whatever the fuck we, you know, we got to get out of this and just, let's just end it as fast so as possible. So fucking Ciampa retain. Because cause I, I, I feel at WrestleMania, it's time to clear house in NXT. Maybe bring some old people back. 
and then move some people up. And, yeah, just a whole reshuffle of everything, man. Whole reshuffle everything. Reshuffle Raw, reshuffle SmackDown. Even UK. You might have to do some shit. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll keep UK mostly. They, they might get a couple people, though. They're That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, the, something not to take from them, but for them to benefit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let them benefit off some people. Shit. Shit, I wouldn't Even mind. if it's a couple girls. I mean, like, it doesn't have to be, like, the main top guys or the main top girls. It could just be some, like, some people that's not getting used on the, on the women's roster or some people that's not getting used on the guys' roster. Hey, I'm not even going to lie. I'd like to see a Dolph Mark Andrews match. Yo. Sell crazy. Yeah, that'd probably be that. That'd probably be dope. <laughs> Just trying, like, just trying to think about it a little bit. Like, yeah, that they have different styles, but just Dolph selling all alone is gonna make anything that Mark does to him look fucking crucial. <laughs> so you know how he does that little sliding spot where he slides on his knees, pops up, and kicks. Dolph will probably sell the fuck out of that. Look like you know, got his motherfucking head knocked off or something. <laughs> so, uh, so you say you're cool with both. You're, you say you're cool with the. I mean, obviously, Aleister Black getting his rematch. I'm cool with that part, but like the potential of this being becoming a tri- triple threat. You're cool with it. Uh, yeah. I mean, but I, I don't know. Yeah, just because we've already gone so far, and I don't care. Johnny's always in a five star match, and it's because of Johnny. Yeah. So I don't care. We're gonna get something five star out of Johnny. In a green Johnny cement. better fucking <laughs> work your ass off to get these fans. You know, I don't know. Johnny badass over there. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's all I have for NXT. So I guess we can switch over to UK. Uh, starting with the first match I wanted to talk about was uh, with your boy Mark Andrews versus Fabian Eichner, someone that I said before I feel that should be on the UK brand. He's regular NXTs too. I don't even know. I don't know what to call it, like American NXT or regular NXT. I don't know. But the other, and the original NXT, like there's too much people over there, man. And and Fabian Eichner, I liked what I saw in him with uh, with the fucking first Cruiserweight Classic. Not the first, but the Cruiserweight Classic. I liked what I saw in him from that. So, I mean, obviously, he added some more pounds on, so he's not 205, so he can't be on 205 Live anymore. What was he going to be on uh, regular NXT, man? You know, that's what I'm saying. So, it's like, it was really good to see him basically make his debut on the UK brand. Hopefully, that's where they keep him. I, I like the match. Like, I mean, I have nothing bad to say about it at all. I'm just starting to, like, since you've been bigging him up, I've just been starting to pay attention to Mark Andrews a little bit. Because like I said before, I've seen a little bit of his shit here and there before from his Impact days, but like I haven't been going out of my way since he's been associated with WWE. Like I didn't go out of my way to make sure I caught his 205 Live match. I caught it eventually. But like I didn't be like, oh, fuck, I got to go back and watch it. But as of late, I've been making sure if he's on the card on UK, I'm watching. So uh, what did you think of his match, man? I'm not, I'm not going to lie. This was my match of the week. This is my match of the week without a doubt. Um Fate, I don't, you know, I've, I don't know much about Fabian Eichner, but for him to go over Mark Andrews with all the wins Mark Andrews been getting, that shows a lot of lot what they think about, what lot what they think about Fabian, and at the same time Mark Andrews fucking showed out. Mm-hmm. That was a tear the house down type of match. I didn't expect Eichner to win. I didn't just because how Andrews has been on such a run. Yeah, I didn't expect that. So well, I mean, I'm not mad and, at it, but it's Andrews just like... beat Andrews beat Wolfgang. Yes. Oh, do way bigger than Fabian. What that's the what, fuck? That's I didn't, what I, didn't make no sense. It did not make no sense, but I guess. Yeah, I'm not mad at it, but I, I what? <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, But overall, though, man, Fabian looked fucking strong, man. Yeah. And, and he was able to 
pick up fucking a catch Mark out of midair and put him in a fucking driver like out of nowhere. Like. Yeah, yeah, that was dope. That was dope. That's why they when they even like you know said it on commentary. It's like yeah, please take note of that because that's not some shit you see every day. And if you do, it's probably badly performed. It's yeah. not. It's not gonna be crisp like that. Hey, he looks strong. I ain't even gonna lie, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. I like both of them after that match. Love them. Well, actually, at this moment, Fabian Eichner is the Evolve champion. Yeah, yeah, you they, just told me that earlier, and that was news to me, so I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> so I guess, I mean, it works for me, right? Like, Hell he's yeah. Fabian Eichner's been doing his thing. Hell yeah, man, shout out to him, because uh, when he didn't get, you know, make the roster for 205 Live when it first launched, I was kind of disappointed, because I was expecting him to be one of the main guys, along with, uh, fuck, I forget his name, I think he's in TNA now. But I for, uh, yeah, those two, I expected two guys to make the roster, and he he was one of them, and I'm just like, damn. So it was good to see him back and even better to see where he's at now. Uh, next match, Nina Samuels versus Isla Dawn. Now I'll let you take the wheel on this one since I know that's your people. So, yeah, I watched it. I, I thought it was a good match all in all. I mean, I like both of them. I, I'm, like, interested in both of their characters, Nina Samuels, the way they, like, build her before she made her debut. And, like, ever since Isla was on the Mae Young Classic and shit, I believe it was that her first appearances were. Or was it the UK shit? Which one was it? No, Isla was, I thought, on the May Young Classic first. Yeah, I forget, so people don't quote me. But re- but regardless, like, you know, I've been slightly interested in her, and it's just been progressing over time. So what did you think? Was it, you know, enough time? You know what I mean? Like, things of that nature. How uh, did you feel? Wasn't long enough. Maybe I, I don't know. Like, you have really talented women. Like, I don't understand why you're not letting them go longer than six, seven minutes. And once again, I didn't have a stopwatch. I'm going to start doing this after this week, promise. Start doing stopwatches of this match because it just didn't make sense. Like, I mean, they had their spots and, I mean, Isla, you know, obviously can kick. You know, that's her thing, you know, trained by Aleister Black. That's what they kept saying all match. Yeah, you know, they keep reiterating Black. that. Um, I just feel bad for Nina. Like, I think she's really good. She's yeah. on a horrible losing streak right now. Yeah, that yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's not bad in the ring at all. You know what I mean? Like, so she knows what she's doing, and then the way they hyped her up in the beginning, you know, yeah, thought she was gonna be something and shit. But then it seems like that's might gonna be the same case with Jenny. You know, like they hyped her up too with the vignettes, and it's like you're probably not gonna see too much, which makes me question why that decision's being made to hype people up like that to do nothing. Normally, you hype them up because they're gonna be something. Yeah. I guess in 2018 and 19, we're going the opposite way. (laughs) Uh, Flash Morgan Webster versus Jordan Devlin. Now, this was my match of the week. Just because I fuck with Jordan uh, Devlin now with this whole, like, new little character. You know, he's trying to distance himself as much as possible from uh, Finn like he has been trying since he's came to WWE. But now I think it's finally starting to click. And he's really starting to become his own person, find himself, I feel. And then, of course, you got fucking Morgan Webster, which he's just been, ever since my first time seeing him, I'm like, who the fuck is this kid? So, I mean, to me, I thought it was a great match. Uh, Jordan ended up picking up the win. I was a little like, eh, but I got to go with the flow of it, you know, with him having this new ruthless edge on him. Like, okay, I'm going to rock with it. But uh, how, did you have any takeaways or, or yeah, how did you feel about it? I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, Flash Morgan Webster, I like, I love. Like, that's my guy that's next up. But for me, this match wasn't that all that great from him. 
when I, mean, I watched it. You felt like you could he could have went a little more. Yeah, it, I mean, I don't know what it was. I mean, because you, I've dude, I've seen him go crazy. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, don't Our get me wrong, that were he lesser. had he had a certain spots where yeah, he you know turn it up real quick, but yeah. it's like. There was, man, dude, there was, I've seen him jump out the ring, get back in the ring, jump out the ring again, like, you know, lots of just crazy shit. Like, I don't know. That's what these wrestlers got to be careful about, man. Y'all can't spoil us <laughs> a certain shit and then think you can dial it back because now we're looking like, what the fuck? You know, like, you know yeah. what I mean? So I mean, I feel I you mean maybe that. I'm just being an a-hole. Like, I don't know. Like, no, I understand it. I, I mean, understand it. I, like, he, he did good. It's not like he sucked or anything, so I'm not, like. It just wasn't up to what I thought. Of. Like, yeah. if I see him on a card, I expect, like, a wild match. I don't care who, who he's wrestling on the other side. Like, he's going to do some crazy shit. Right. I don't know. Maybe that's just the high expectation I have of him. And he, he's still young. So, I mean, maybe I'm just being, you know, that guy. But, <laughs> that you know, guy. Um, but Jordan Devlin, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm liking it. Did you like his new finisher? I don't think I've seen him use that finisher yet. It was like some type of like I don't even know what the fucking call it. I have to, I would have to look on the game and see if they have it on the game to get the name. I don't even know what the fucking call it, but I'm like okay, yeah. Give you some, give you some new spice, yeah. With the new you know with the new fucking character, I I dig it. Yeah. It, ain't, it ain't a submission or nothing like that. So I mean shit, hey, because I don't know submissions are cool, but like I don't know. I, I like to just see somebody hit some shit and get the one two three. You know. Yeah, that's always nice. Uh. Next up, I wanted to talk about Rhea Ripley and the NXT UK Women's Division. Now, I know you said on Twitter she's been pissing you off a little bit, but like in general, how do you feel about her? You know, becoming the first. You know, that's in the history books now. She's gonna be known for that forever now. Yeah. Um. She's well. She's like twenty three, I think. Yes. Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, sky's the limit for her. I think. Like, she's she's like, she's like taller. Like. Like no, I'm not saying like fat in any way, but she's bigger. Like, yeah, yeah. like you just tell she's bigger than every other girl, pretty much that I've seen. Yeah, on, on their roster, yeah, she's the most imposing woman that, on that roster. Like that's like the not I'm not gonna say China, but like that's like the the big woman. Like, yeah, yeah, don't fuck yeah, with her. Man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I like the heel work she's been doing. She's like made me hate her, uh, but I I'm not mad. I just, obviously, we wanted Tony to win. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, whatever. The match was pretty good between them. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, they had the replays of that on, you know, on XT UK. So, you know, you know what happened in the match. But yeah. it's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, just, I don't know. Tony's Tony has belts everywhere around the world. So, maybe she didn't need that one, right? Yeah. I mean, eventually, you know it's going to come eventually at some point. Well, but, like, but, yeah, at this point, yeah. And I can understand it now, you know. Like, she's, like I said, she's the most imposing woman on that fucking roster. It just, I guess it made more sense to go that way instead of just going with the, the you know, the common sense thing that everybody just assumed. So, so uh, they had a little, a little promo. Ilo was talking to the, to the backroom guy. And then, you know, Rhea comes along and it's like, I already got, you know, somebody to wrestle tonight. Like, kind of looking a little scared from Isla. Like, don't worry about me. Yeah. Like, maybe they're trying to give Isla that rub for the belt first. I mean, hey, I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't be against it at all. I wouldn't be against it. I think just uh, the only thing I could say is I got to see a little bit more. Yeah. Just a little bit more from Isla because, like, 
I can't say that she's like had any horrible matches, but she's she's I don't know, man. It looks there's been matches where it's been a little sloppiness, and I can't know if I can just put all fault on her or you know the opponent. But I wouldn't be mad at it though. That would be a, a you know a way of going a different route, except for just going with the you know what's expected. Yeah, what's expected. I mean, I don't know. I I do have to see longer matches out of Isla because like the 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 matches I've seen of her. It's just been always so short. Yeah. It's just not enough. You know, like, it's annoying. Like, every time I watch a match, it's like, yeah, that could have been, like, five or six more minutes. It would have been real nice, you know, just to give her the time. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe, I don't, I don't you know, that's, I don't I don't know how she wrestles totally. So, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see it, though. I'd like to see her get the belt. That'd be nice. Yeah, the women's division... It has promise over there. I, I don't know a lot of the women over there, so just as the weeks go by, I'm just picking up and learning more about them and shit. So I can't say I really have any favorites besides Tony. Like that's the only favorite I can say I have. But the women division has promise. I obviously, like I would say this for any roster, I feel like they could use some more stars. I don't know if that's from them having to go pillage some more indies or what. But of course, any roster can use some more stars. But now it's on them to make their own stars. These are these are the people that you invested in that you start you know think that you see stuff in. So now you guys got to really make this shit come to fruition and do something with these people. You're doing it with Rhea. You got to do it with everybody else too. That's gonna be the, the challenge with this brand. I feel. But moving on, but staying with the NXT UK theme, uh, it was announced what last week about NXT UK take over Blackpool, mm-hmm. and last week. Or no, we or did we talk touch on this about the whole WWE going global? I forget. I don't. We didn't do one last week. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, it was you know being talked about WWE is you know gonna start going global. NXT UK is just the first you know peg here, where they're gonna you know start a different division in a different country and you know introduce their own championships and lock up talent over there in the, in these parts. So. Obviously, here we are. You know, come January, we're going to have our first NXT UK takeover, which I think is pretty fucking fast because it took a while for NXT to have its first takeover. So for UK to be around for, what, seven months by the time this takeover comes into fruition, it's just like, yeah, that's pretty fucking quick. I'm not mad at it whatsoever. It just seems like they have a lot of faith in, in, in going forward with this idea idea of doing it in different countries. Yeah, uh I don't know. That's it's wild to me that it's happening so quick, but obviously it's great, and it's it's showing you know the the future. Like if if they're willing to trust having a just a pay per view like that, they know it's going to be huge. Yeah, it's going to be a huge thing. I don't even know what venue they're having it at, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a crazy fucking crowd that night. Yeah. Oh, it's man, and you know it's it's going to be done. Might that that might be the when Dunn finally loses the strap. To Walter coming out of nowhere. Right, man. Because I don't know who, I don't see who else. Like I've said off off mic, I don't see who else is going to take that belt. I mean, they made Zach Gibson look very imposing. Like he was going to be the guy to do it for a quick second. But like other than that, with them signing Walter, I would assume that they would have him do, well, I don't know. I mean, now that I think about it, that shit's in January. I mean, and then we're still seeing old ass taping, hence why we're getting two episodes a day on Wednesday. So I don't know if there will be enough time for them to get Walter in, debut him, get a program started before January, whatever the fuck date it is. 
I, man, I they can make it work, but they could. But I mean, goddamn, are we getting to the end of these tapings? Like these ep- old ass episodes? We, like, we, we have getting... been getting to for a while damn, dude, now. Like the past month, I've, it feels like two episodes a week. Like yo, like uh, fuck. <laughs> like I mean, that's like two months worth of tapings right there. Yeah, it's wild, but uh, I don't know. Let's see. And then, yeah, I was going to ask you, I asked you off, Mike, but I'm going to ask you again for the sake of the listeners, your opinion about WWE going global. You know, they're starting off with UK, and then eventually there's going to be an NXT Japan, NXT Germany, or wherever the fuck, you know. Like, there's going to be plenty of different NXTs. So, like, what do you think about this in the next 10, where it could possibly be in the next 10 years, I'll say? Uh, It'd be perfect to have a Japan and then a Mexico. I agree 100% about the Mexico thing. That Why is that not on their radar? Why are we not trying to scout talent from Mexico and get an NXT jumping off down there? Like, are you guys scared? You have no problems going to these other countries and fucking around trying to secure their talent. But you're not doing this in Mexico, though. Is there a reason? <laughs> is there a reason? I'm just very, hmm. No motherfuckers ain't playing about that shit. You're trying to come fuck their money up. They're going to end up having some issues with that shit. But they do need an NXT uh, Mexico, though. I definitely agree with that shit. That, that, that in Japan. I mean, I just don't see it happening in, in Japan. That would be such a fucking ballsy move on WWE's part. Like, that's yeah. literally on some invasion shit to bring it to New Japan's doorstep. Like, yeah, motherfucker, we're here for the people that don't want to leave Japan to come to the States. Now they don't have to. So that makes you look at the possibilities of people that, oh, they will never leave Japan for WWE. Um uh, I don't know. I think maybe Old Kaida and a couple motherfuckers might come over to NXT Japan. Oh, oh, we 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 probably have the uh, probably have Tommy Tonga. Come yeah, over you know what that. I mean. Like you could even have them. Like, cause why? We're not leaving the country. We're just get, securing a bigger bag. Like I don't have to go to America. Yeah, I could be over I mean? here still. Oh, perfect. Exactly. So you get to I don't know. I just people have their loyal fans still. Shit. I just I just feel you know Triple H is starting to get into some dicey water. Like it was cool to do that shit in America, man. Yeah. But as soon as you start going to these other places, and you, you just... see how fed up people are over there about the fucking NXT UK deals about how the they're exclusive and they can't wrestle certain things and all these clauses that came with. Like a lot of people, indie wrestlers, are pissed off about it. But then in a sense. Call me a dick, but I feel like y'all are just salty because you didn't get picked. Sorry. Don't get mad at them because they're fucking secured their family's future and they got money now. And, and you know, hey, sorry. It comes with the territory. Yeah. I, but I, Triple H, yeah, as you were saying, man, that's really dicey shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just, I just feel bad because it's like, yeah, you're really going to have to make a full show out of this shit then because if you're just doing this one-off shit, you know, at least probably two hours a week, have two episodes a week. Yeah. Like, cause you know, if you're gonna pay pay these people this type of money, you're gonna need to get your performance out of them. Cause yeah. you know, I just imagine though, that's taking a lot of lot of money away from them. I I would feel, you know. But you know, cause yeah, when you take all the top talent, damn near, and you got a bunch of mid carders and people are new that are new and people that ain't over, what's gonna happen to the scene? You know, so I don't get me wrong. In a sense, I can understand the argument and shit, but it's like you got to grind to get better, man. That's all you can do. I mean, that means you got to leave England. You get, might have to take your ass to Mexico. You might have to take your ass to Canada. You might have to take your ass to Japan. It sucks, yeah, because you got to leave your families, but look at all these other wrestlers that do it. Yeah. It's just a part of the trade, I'm assuming. Not that I've ever had to do it and go through it, but... uh. Well, <laughs> all the elite wrestling should be coming soon, so... 
Yeah, I'm I'm interested in that, man. Hopefully, I'm ready to get some more information so we can talk about that shit more because, yeah, I'm very interested in that. Uh, but before we get out of here, I just want to ask a question real quick. Uh, supposedly, WWE is considering bringing a Queen of the Ring tournament next year. So uh, apparently they might not be doing Evolution again, but they want to do a women's pay-per-view every year just because of the reception Evolution got. So how would you feel about them bringing, bringing back Queen of the or making Queen of the Ring and that being the pay-per-view for next year for all as the all women's pay-per-view? If if they put the talent from NXT, Raw, SmackDown, NXT UK, I would love it. Now, this is just what I read today, a matter of fact, and things are always subject to change, but apparently it would be for the women of Raw and SmackDown. There was no mention of UK or NXT. I don't know about all that then, because that shit's going to be predictable. Like, I need every single one, and that, that might be a call-up for somebody. That might be a, oh... Now she's on top. Yeah. She gets she gets to go for any belt she wants. Yep. It's it's whoever wins gets whatever then go for any belt they want. That's what I felt like the May Young Classic should have been. Like what your winner gets a trophy, and you can't say oh she gets a trophy and a contract because uh, Mia got a contract of you know few girls got a contract that lost that tournament so you can't even pride that and say oh yeah they got a contract. No, they should have got a, a trophy, a contract, and a championship choice. You know of their, uh, you know, challenge of their choice, in my opinion. Well, you know, they've they've had their fail, you know, fails with the May Young Classic, so they can they can know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm with it, but that shit got to be done right. I agree 100. percent We need women from all rosters, not just Raw and SmackDown. It'll be way too predictable. We that gives us a chance to see different matchups. And 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 if you're gonna do that shit, don't do no uh, greatest in the world fucking crown. Crown Jewel bullshit. Like you better fucking. Yeah, how many deal? How, how many event deal was that even? Because I know they signed a couple a deal for a couple events, and that's why they fucking did a, the next one so damn fast. But it's like hopefully there's like only one more left, man. Like let's get over this shit. I'm done. I am done. Like I'm not trying to fucking be you know still stretching that shit out. Like it's over with. But uh, yeah, that's bringing it to the end for me. Do you have anything to add before we take off? Uh, all right. Well, cards subject to change. We should be back next week, depending on what kind of project we get, because we just don't want to give you people just a fucking hour of nothingness. So yeah. As long as WWE is giving us something that's worth talking about, we will be here to talk about it. But that's all our time for this week. We'll be back hopefully next week to give y'all some more wrestling talk. I'm Ben Fredo. It's been my co-host Eddie, and we're gonna holler at y'all, man. All right, guys. <laughs>